we all have the same 24 hours in a day, but some people seem to get so much more done than others. So today's episode, we are going to be sharing our best productivity and time management tips because you can be a productivity queen. It's going to help you in so many ways. So tune in. Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Free and Figuring It Out. Today we are going to be talking about time management and productivity. This is one of my favorite topics. I'm so excited to be talking about it, but it's something that I know lots and lots of people struggle with and I still struggle with it, like totally struggle with it. But um, people do often ask me like, how do you do everything? So we are going to talk about it. I'm imagining that I'm slightly more organized than Verity. Didn't let her know that. Um, um, and hopefully but hopefully it means we can give you some tips that maybe you've come across before and aren't applying we can remind you of those or hopefully we can give some new ideas and just maybe help us all be a bit more productive so we can get through all the things we have to do in this wonderful modern world Mm-hmm. And it's normally me asking Sherelle how she does everything. <laughs> I don't know who else has so probably every single person, but I'm like, uh, how are you squeezing all this in? So maybe we should, should we give a little background on to like what you do, what I do to people? No, okay. Just get an idea. <laughs> okay. So uh, I live uh, in London, but on the outskirts, I have a day job. So I spend like an hour and a bit commuting now every day on top of a job that's 10 till 6 with a bit extra on because I work in theatre so I spend quite a few evenings in the theatre. I um, have run Propel Her for the last four years. So Propel Her is a platform, personal development blog and book club for ambitious women. You can be an employee or an entrepreneur but the purpose is just to help you to acknowledge and achieve your biggest goals. So I'm all about goal setting and that requires a uh, Go, yep. go, go, go. <laughs> it's so, so that, good. I love it. Go, go, go. But that involves, <laughs> I do like, uh, I have a YouTube channel for it and I have a blog and I um, have a physical book club in London. So that takes out some time to do that. Obviously, I also do this podcast and I run uh, shrillgriffith.com, which is where I talk all about marketing specifically for solopreneurs to help people to market and manage their business by themselves. So people that are building a one person empire. Whoop, whoop. Um, and so for that, I do one to one. So that takes up like a certain number of hours every week as well. And I live by myself. So I also like try and feed myself. I try and go to the gym three times a week. And then, you know, have some fun every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I feel like we're very high vibe today, which is nice. Um, so I basically am a marketer by background, but I don't have a nine to five. I do some marketing consultancy, which is around 10 hours a week. And then I also run uh, the Sea Salt Plan, uh, where I am a coach and I help female business owners reconnect with themselves to find success and happiness in their life and business. So I work with one-to-one clients. Um, I also run events, which I haven't been doing recently because I've just moved back from India, 
but I will be starting up again. Um, so I'll run those in evenings and workshops and things like that. Um, I'm currently in a mini long distance relationship. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of between the Lake District and uh, the coast in the Northwest each week, uh, which obviously takes a little bit of time. And also, I think being single and in a relationship takes time in different ways. So uh, I now have someone else in my life that I need to ensure I give time to, to build our relationship. Um, so uh, that's there as well. Um, yeah, I think that is about it. So that's kind of where my time goes. I, I do, I think the other thing I'll say is that I'm always constantly learning like Shirella's. So I've just invested in uh, James Wedmore's Business by Design. And so that's going to be taking a lot of time as well because it was a fairly big investment and I want to make it work for me and my business. So um, yeah, it's something that me and Shirelle do a lot of personal development. So that's kind of added into to everything we do. Oh yeah, I probably should have said I try and read a book because I have a book blog. <laughs> Yeah, well, reads loads of books. Oh my gosh! Oh, and I, I listen to about three million podcasts a week as well. Yeah, Verity listens (laughs) to so many podcast people. Honestly, she sends me messages all the time. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. But it's quite a good one because one of the things, um, I would say that's a great way to try and increase not necessarily your time management but productivity is around Mm -hmm. maximizing dead time. So. And podcasting is a great way to do that. It's a great yeah. way to absorb knowledge. Um, and it's the way, it's the reason why a lot of people I know listen to audiobooks as well, rather than reading, is yeah. that being able to listen can be a great way for you to try and make the most of dead time. And depending on what you do, that can be that can be quite considerable amounts of time. So I imagine, like you said, when you're driving very from from home down to Lake District, how long mm-hmm. does that take? An hour and a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good amount of time. So, you know, being able to listen to an audiobook or listen to a podcast means you're not, in a way, wasting, inverted commas, that time, but you're actually being able to use it productively in another way. Exactly. That's the same for me. So in terms of maximizing my dead time, I usually read uh, every morning on my commute to work. So that's how people always like, I don't know how you read so much, but I'm like, I literally read every, as soon as I get on the train, that's the first thing I do on my commute in. And I'm more likely to listen to something on the way home because... Hmm. I don't quite have the same amount of energy in the way home so yeah that's one way start looking at what's your dead time and how can you be making the most of it what other techniques do you use well I was just going to quickly say the reason we just did those little blurbs was more so that women can listen to us and figure out which one they're most similar to so Sherelle's like type a nine till five (laughs) plus a side hustle I'm more chillpreneur (laughs) kind of um do kind of different freelance work in in both marketing and coaching so it's just so when you're maybe listening to the rest of the episode and thinking right what can I apply you kind of got an idea of how we both apply it and which one kind of suits your lifestyle the best I suppose and I think also it's important to remember that things change so I think also there's very different seasons like there are times when um, you might want to be super productive and be a bit more rigid and strict and then there's other times where you're a bit more free so I know personally for example I make a massive effort to try and really clear my diary in December like I try and do absolutely the minimum possible in my life so I can just go out and party for as much of December as possible and again in summer I really like to enjoy the sunshine so I try I try to be much more fluid and not have my diary full up and then be like oh it's sunny I want to go out 
Do you know what I mean? So I think being aware of how you work, and it could be some people want to have a really strict day, some people want to have a planned out week, a month, a year, but finding how it works for you across whatever time span is really important. Yeah, definitely. So for me, in terms of time spans, I much more work with my monthly time span. And I've spoke about this before, but like with my menstrual cycle, because I know when I need to be in my woman's cave and like just digest very gentle things. And then I know when I'm like energy, energy, energy and like optimize. Yeah. So whereas you work on a more yearly kind of seasonal, you know, looking at that, yeah. I'm aware of that, but I'm probably more month by month. I kind of try and assess when my energy is flowing in different ways. And that's really beautiful for both of us, regardless of the the times that we use in terms of looking at the tasks that you need to achieve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's really understanding, you know, how you work better. And this is a journey that you're going to have to go on if you don't understand that yet. And it's, that looks different in so many different ways. But one thing is, how do you learn? So, you know, we do need to be efficient with our time. But if you're learning in a way that doesn't actually absorb the best into your mind, then you're wasting time because you're going to have to redo those things. So, for instance, I love reading books, but at the minute, and I don't know why, I'm really struggling absorbing information from reading so I've switched to a lot of audio and I am an audio learner like there's different tests you can do out there to figure out what kind of learner you are but I am an audio learner so that means that I'm being most efficient with my time because on that first listen it's going in I don't need to re-listen or go back or what what do you think Sherelle what are you how do you learn so I obviously I do think I'm a reader in terms of even I do enjoy listening to audio but there's still some things that I like I don't really listen to audiobooks I listen to podcasts if that makes sense so my one of my problems I think with audiobooks is uh I might hear something really good and then I don't I can't write I can't capture it if that makes mm-hmm. sense so actually if anyone ever looks at my books it's like they are filled with like post-it notes from back in the days and now I'm slowly learning to write on them it's like killing me but I'm slowly getting there <laughs> But, but but that also means from a reference point of view, it's really like, I, if I know, like obviously I spend a lot of my time referring back to stuff and like recommending stuff to people. And I'm like, I can quickly th- flick through and find it. Whereas actually I feel like if I had to listen to the audio, I'm never going to do that. So I normally listen to audio stuff that I feel is more like inspiring or motivating or is educational, but only to a certain degree. Like it's not something maybe that I'm practically going to have to be doing lots of nuts and bolts around it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm much more likely to read a blog or read a book. And even like the, obviously there's such a big push at the moment being like video content's the way forward, but I still like a how-to blog for me, I enjoy nine times out of 10 more than a how-to video. Yeah. And I think the thing with video content for me, because of the lifestyles that we have in terms of we're ambitious women trying to achieve lots of things while also looking after our health and well-being and balancing it all out I find I just really don't have the inclination to sit down and watch a video Hmm. and I actually start getting irritated if it's too long yeah. and I need to sit there and watch it. I think things like films and TV are different because you need downtime and you need to give yourself that rest time. But when it comes to business, if you're constantly watching really long videos, I think it can become very draining and you're constantly distracted because it's hard to just sit in front of a computer. 
and like what so this is where you know this is why we love doing the podcast because women message us and say oh I listen to it on my commute or I listen to it while I'm cooking or I listen and you, it, you even though I don't encourage multitasking it's different because podcasts are something that you need to absorb in the mind and then it's normally while you're either doing a physical activity mm-hmm. where you don't need to use the mind too much or you're filling your dead time which yeah. we started off with so I think that's really good so I'm glad you just mentioned multitasking because that is one of the biggest things against productivity yes and it's you know we all believe that multitasking is it's going to save us all but it's not there is there is a there was a report and it's really annoying so Todd Herman refers to it a lot but whenever you try and find the actual like link to the resource you can never seem to find it but basically he looked at how how much time you lose every single time you switch tasks so the sort of time it takes your brain and it's like if you start to add that up it becomes really quite considerable so it's much better to be sitting down and working on something and then when you finish that move on to the next thing now I do want to preface that with what Verity just said though around multitasking when you're like something's your body and something's your mind so the reason why I think like an audio listening is, is actually quite a fine bit of multitasking is yeah like, I listen to a podcast like when I'm sitting on the bike or I'm on the treadmill or something so actually that's I don't need, I'm using, my body's doing what it's doing. So it's not multitasking the same way. What I think the big, big anti issue is, is around like, if you're sitting and you're trying like, you're trying to go through your inbox and then you're also like scrolling on Instagram and something pops up and you get a notification, all of that. If you're like trying to, you know, maybe you're making a presentation at work and then you still have your emails open. So, you know, when you get your notifications, like, all of that sort of, and then you get distracted, like, okay, I'm just going to do that for someone. Like email distraction is probably one of the biggest ways it's going to ruin your productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, like Notifications of any sort, I think, yeah. you know, Facebook messages, Instagram messages, anything, you know, it, it, it isn't. The thing is, it's human nature to be like, oh, I must get back to that straight away. So you do need to start implementing things that are going to, lessen those distractions and um no Sherelle I 100% agree with you it's something that I talk to my clients about and the problem is as women we've been raised to be told that to be a good woman you are a good multitasker Mm. and we've we've criticized men for not being able to multitask. And I don't know if this is a British culture thing. We'd love to hear if it, you know, it's the same thing within the country you are, but that has been huge. Like that's all I heard when I was growing up. Men can't multitask, which makes them weaker. Yeah. And actually, actually they had it right all along. You know, they were focusing on one task at a time, which the re- the biggest reason is you're being more effective. You're using less mental and just general energy you're actually using less time in the long run Mm. because you're producing something of quality and you're not having to redo it or relook at it or whatever so but as I say with everything these are habits ingrained in you for decades so it's not going to be an instant oh I'll just start monotasking you're going to have to work at it you're going to have to really keep aware keep catching yourself doing it and pulling back and this is why my motto be present really helps with this because be present basically eliminates any multitasking because you are in that moment so I think that's a really big one yeah I agree Cheryl and yeah, in terms of, like we said, it's not just about email. Email is the one I think about the most from a work perspective because like I have a day job where you have Outlook and people. I don't, so I don't have it on. Um, but when I um, go, to, go to other people's desks and stuff and I think, literally just see all the emails, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is just completely not a disaster. And like you said, nowadays, the, 
the the all day personal life is yeah all the notifications of every single app and i think we did talk about that in episode 37 about you know it's designed notifications are designed to make us want to look at our phone and they're designed to be addictive everyone makes all these companies make more money out of us if we spend more times on our phone so actually turning off your notifications sticking your phone on airplane mode if you're doing something really important for example are great ways to just be more productive and use your time better and in terms of also what I said before about sitting down and doing something for a certain amount of time, there was like a technique, which and I can't, I bet I'm going to say this absolutely wrong, because it's like Pomodoro or Pomodoro. It's based, it must be um, tomato, I think, in like Italian or something. Yeah, Pomodoro. Is it? Yeah, I think that's it, yeah. So it's based on the idea, and we had a ta- we had one of these timers when I was a child. I remember my mum having one. That oh. literally, it was like a tomato, and you you turn it round, so you could turn it round for however long you needed it to be on for what you were cooking, and you leave it aside. When it gets to the end of the minutes, it rings. Obviously, now there's clearly a digital version of it, but you know, back in the day, it was fun to actually twist it. But the idea <laughs> is that you set yourself a really strict time for when you're doing tasks. So if you're sitting down to do something, the fact is that there's a most people will take as long as the time they give themselves so this is the reason why so many people if they give themselves three weeks to complete something you find they're doing it the night before because they're just most of us do not see the need to do something if we've got more time in the future so actually by shortening the amount of time you're giving you and setting a real frame of time it means that you can set your alarm and you sit down and you know when this amount of time is finished I've got to be done yes yeah now I have tried that before mm-hmm. and I it kind of worked for me but it also stressed me out a little bit okay so that's why I moved more towards the three non-negotiables a day yeah. approach because in my head it's so the so the way that I do it now is say in my mind I will work like nine till twelve and in that time, I need to do those three things mm-hmm. rather than um, as an hour per task or something. Yeah, and I'm just I'm saying this because we work differently, and I just want women to hear yeah. like how we've both dealt with it. Um, for me, that time thing, it's just, and I think it's because I go with my flow a bit more, and I'm, you know, sometimes I'm in different moods and different creative mm-hmm. places and stuff. Um, so that's what I do, and that really works for me that's been a real big game changer for me kind of um just having three non-negotiables that I have to do that day and having a time slot and the other big thing with being a freelancer entrepreneur not having a nine till five or ten till six like Sherelle um (laughs) is to don't think you have to work eight hours a day just because you're not sat in an office Mm -hmm. there's actually been proven studies that nobody who sits in an office works those eight hours a day or seven with lunch you know nobody does because you physically can't without burnout so part of those seven hours is a chat by the coffee machine going to the loo making coffee you know little chats here and there like looking on social media so just to say as as a like female entrepreneur I kind of aim for three to four hours a day um and when I say that I mean that is full-on focus 
this is me achieving my task. No like faffing, no social media, no any of that. I sit down and I work with some nice little breaks in between just to move my body, get some water, things like that. So that's, yeah. that's really worked for me having that mindset shift with the, because it's hard sometimes when you go from an office to working on your own and being like, oh, I need to sit here from nine till five and work. And it, I used to do that. And oh my God, I was so ineffective with my time. It was awful. And this is the thing, it's all about like trying to maximize your like efficiency and effectiveness and actually finding what works for you. So actually, even like you said, like you tried the Pomodoro and it didn't work for you. For example, it's not a technique I use very, it's not a technique I use very often, but there are certain things where I do use it. So there's a certain times like I use it for when I write blog posts, for example, because I'm one of these people that I could take forever when I write a blog post. I will spend, I'll be like, I'm researching, I'm reading all yeah. these books, I'm pulling up all my notes, and then I'm like, okay, I'm writing it, and then I'm doing this, and I could easily spend three, four hours to write a blog post if I don't give myself a bit of a time limit. And I don't even always finish. So like now I normally will try and give myself like an hour to 90 minutes, depending on what type of in-depth knowledge I'm putting into it. But my thing is now that I have a, even if I set it for 90 minutes and I'm not done, I'm probably absolutely done by two hours now. Whereas if I hadn't set that, I'd have been, I could have been doing it for half a day. If that makes sense? Yeah, and it also um, kind of on a wider strategic level, it's, you know, where does that fit into what you're trying to achieve generally? So like for me at the minute, I have a clear intention of my single main goal. And I say this to my clients, I do this myself, I need around 80% of my activity to go towards that goal. There's going to be 20% of you know, replying to emails and admin and, yeah. you know, things like that, that needs to be done. But 80% of the things that I do have to go towards that goal. Otherwise I'm technically wasting my time. Mm-hmm. And that can be really hard because you have to be so strict. You have to be like, right. So whereas for you, you know, in your blogging, that's going towards your goal. So it's yeah. time well spent. Um, and the other thing is if you find that you're not spending your time well and you're doing little bits, that aren't going towards that goal it's to kind of trim that down or to to get support with that so you know some women hate writing blogs they don't like doing copy and so they try and do it they hate doing it there's lots of resistance and then what they produce with full respect isn't the best so it doesn't get the traction it doesn't get the traffic and they've spent three hours of their valuable time that could be put into like income generating activities that are more direct and so it's not being scared to work with others um to help to use their best skill set and use your best skill set to kind of be more effective with your time so I think and I think also on a personal level as well you know sometimes if you are some of the women that are listening you know we know we get lots of people that are like inner city have got big jobs are working crazy hours you know are trying to look after themselves and do a thousand things and one of the re- one of the things that makes me laugh is people quite often I get messages where people say like I watch your stories I listen to what you do I have no idea how you do everything and I'm like if you saw the state of my flat you would understand why because literally that is the bottom of, it's the bottom of my list is like oh I'm actually should come home and I should like tidy this room and I should do this cleaning whatever and I basically in the week I just I'm a hurricane and then I'll get to Sunday. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll sort this all back out again. But again, if you are maybe if you do live with someone, 
don't feel that just because you are doing everything make sure you're finding a balance between like who is doing what who's looking after what who's doing the cleaning who's doing the tidying who's doing you know all the work sometimes I get so like why is there so much like life admin nowadays like I, I just so <laughs> like, much if yeah. I get a letter in the post office and like, in the post box sometimes I'm just like no like I just don't want to deal with it but you know so keep it all of that side of stuff as well like as an adult the stuff they didn't tell you about is don't feel that if you if you aren't by yourself don't feel that you also have to do all of that by yourself because sometimes you know I've been in a relationship where I definitely was a person I did all of the bills so I looked after all the bills, like literally he'd give me the money. I would sort out all the bills. And then it meant from a productivity point of view, like once a year when you're meant to be ringing everyone to like make sure you don't get ripped off on your, like after a year when they bump everything up again, when you're renewing, mm-hmm. I would be the one having to ring around. Like that would be hours of my time and I would do all of it. So yeah, I think also as women, it's easy to feel like you're responsible for the house and don't. <laughs> yeah. And, and kind of on that note, it's, it's know the value of your time. Yeah. Like, time and I know you probably like sound like a broken record if we say this a lot but it's your most beautiful value commodity that we cannot extend we can't buy another few hours in a day you know we can't make it last longer like money we can do that with other things we can do that with but time is is strict that's it that's all we've got we've got 24 hours in a day and that's it so it's really understanding like you know, how much is your time worth? And do you respect that? Do you value yourself? Do you value your time? Are you giving it away too freely? Even if that's just in like mundane conversations with people, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I've had to get a little bit sharp and curt recently because I have so much I need to achieve at the minute and I want to do it as effectively as possible. And I don't really have a spare hour to have like a chit chat with a random person about something a little bit like day to day or and and that sounds really awful but it's the only way I'm going to achieve my goals so I've had to really learn how to become very diplomatic in basically explaining to people that you know I have a vision that I need to work to and that you know I'm going to have to like leave this conversation here or um and it can be really difficult to do as women because again we're meant to please we're meant to just nod and smile and get on with things so I would just say really think about the value of your time and there's also things you can do further and look at how much you're you're worth per hour so you know, my big thing with clients is like, if you're cleaning your flat for three hours a week and you could hire a cleaner for 10 pounds an hour and that money could go into three hours of income generation that could possibly make you a thousand pounds, then we need to start thinking like that and being super strategic, don't we? And being clever with it. I'm so glad you brought up about cleaners. Uh, oh my gosh, I want to get cleaner so bad. But it's funny because I feel like guilt around wanting a cleaner and recently I had a friend who was like oh I don't even know how she dropped into the conversation she had a cleaner and I just was like oh my god I can't believe you've got a cleaner and it's weird like I had just a perception about the type of people that are allowed a cleaner yeah no 100% and this but this is comes down to mindset and and the way that that we've been brought up I, I too my mum used to do cleaning so I was like gosh how can I 
like employ someone to to do a job that you know my mum used to go and, and do that for people and in India it was interesting because I had women come into my house and clean and I just thought oh I should be doing this like that's fine and it took me a good few weeks to kind of just drop into the fact that this was part of the apartment these women actually enjoyed doing that because it meant they were a bit in some AC you know I'd make them a drink and we'd have a little a few smiles with between each other because they couldn't speak English I could speak full Hindi and so it's you know I I always remember in, in India there's a ironing man on the street in a it's his business it's not like just random it's it's how he runs his business and um, I remember uh, the family saying oh we just did the ironing one day to save him a job and he was like, no, but you're paying for my livelihood. Like, please bring me work. And this is yeah. it by employing people to do the things that aren't in our top skill set. We're allowing people to live the lives that they're choosing to live. Like it's not, and that was my kind of mindset shift in that it's not being derogatory or um, thinking you're better than anyone. It's, you know, giving someone a beautiful home to come into that's safe and warm and loving and saying like, here's an exchange of money for your services that you enjoy doing and if we see it like that then we can change our attitude around it and start operating more efficiently like day to day so mm-hmm. that's kind of the way I see it yeah yeah no and you're absolutely right and I'm, I'm the same my mum was a cleaner when I was little and so I think there's something weird when you feel that like you're the reverse mm-hmm. so like that you now can pay for someone to be that cleaner but at the end of the day I know like I lived in, I had a roof over my head because that's what my mum did. So there is absolutely um, a value in, in paying for people to do in those services. And again, it comes back to valuing your time and being able to really start valuing your time in so many ways will make you be more productive. Because also one of the things I've recently been much more, I think like proactive about is like, I've always been really good about time in terms of like, I turn up to places on time anyway, but now I'm, constantly like noticing the people that are just late for stuff and I think it's so disrespectful for the, the person you're meeting it just I'm like if they've given you your time for some reason and, you, and then you've got them hanging around waiting hopefully they're clever enough like we said earlier to be maximizing that dead time but it just shows that you don't respect their time and I, it's one of my big pet like bugbears at the moment so let let me come in on that because I'm someone who is notoriously late and I've tried so hard to work on that because I know my future self who is an abundant woman with the life of her dreams isn't the type of woman who's going to be late and so it's been really important for me to improve on that and I am by no means perfect whatsoever but I know in my mind I am 10 million times better than I was this time last year and I literally make so much effort to be on time um and I think, you know, it's, it's really key in terms of channeling that woman that you want to be. Like, I just knew that my future self wouldn't be late all the time. Um, and it wasn't anything out of disrespect or anything. And I can see why it seemed like that. For me, it was just like, you know, five or 10 minutes isn't the end of the world. And so I don't like yeah. rushing. Like, I'm literally allergic to rushing. So I just find it stresses me out and causes anxiety. And I think this is why a lot of people can be anxious in the world because we're, we're rush, rush, pressure, pressure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's really interesting what, we, what you've just said. Um, and I, I do think it's a, 
a big part of your relationship with time. I, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you okay. what like software things you use for time. Okay. Stuff. Okay, cool. So I use my just normal iCal calendar. It's really weird. Like I feel like I definitely should probably use my Google calendar, but I just never have. I'm just an iCal person um, to generally block out stuff that uh, is of consider a considerable amount of time, if that makes sense. So I block it out just in a normal way. People wouldn't be like, I'm doing this tonight. I'm doing this evening. I then use my, I actually use my work calendar to remind myself of everything I'm meant to do for myself, mm. either like lunchtime so like if I've got a call with anyone if I'm like specifically like I'm going to research this topic I'm going to do anything like that I do I write that down so I don't forget in that diary and then I use Asana so Asana is something that you can it's like it's an app and it's on web and that's what I use to run all of my projects so everything I have everything in there for Propel Her everything for um and I don't have everything free and figuring it out because I know that Verity is allergic to software things. No, I'll come on to that. <laughs> she's not, she's not. She's going to fight for her right at the moment. And it's, it's funny because basically, because everything else I do by myself, I give myself the rigid structure. And actually the thing about when I use Asana that is more, I think when that comes about planning is actually, I really like it because at certain tasks I can add in all the like micro steps. So I don't think I actually necessarily, I wouldn't say I use it to its maximum productivity so you can actually set things and set like internal deadlines so for something like making a podcast you would be able to have a checklist that says like record the episode by this day edit episode by this day and then post it on this day and then the social media you could have all of these as a checklist within the one task and you can assign it to a person and you can add a time to it now I actually don't do that for most stuff and but I think what it's to do with is I have a very very strong weekly routine like my basically how I run my life as, as a whole is on a weekly routine for basically everything I most of them are weekly except for Pearl House Book Clubs monthly that I'm in such a good rhythm that I just I know what I have to mm. do um and if anyone has ever seen I actually do all of my my content like checking off list is actually just uh, like an A4 page with the month and I just have all the main pieces of content that I create and I just highlight them when they're done and it's so funny it's so old school but you know what it is is because it's really easy for me just to quickly look and just be like okay this week I'm done they're all they're all scheduled in they're all sorted right on to the next and I think whilst all the software is really great actually I feel for content creation it's just never really stuck in that same way for me what I do think it's really good for though is being able to capture some of just the random things that pop in my head at times and one of the things that I wanted to talk about in that's the opposite of eliminate distractions is going off on these mystery not even mystery threads I don't know what I should call them but you know when you're sitting there and you're like oh and this idea pops in your head and this is your brain stopping you from focusing like it's like when you meditate and then you get all these random ideas and you're like no I'm meant to be thinking about the sea just the sea coming in and out that's all I'm meant to be listening to and I'm like running off on 17 ideas is actually I use a sauna so that when I literally think to myself oh I need to respond to that person I quickly just add that in can add add it to like to today's or tomorrow's day and I go back to what I'm doing and that for me I find very useful in terms of like 
you don't have to necessarily use that software, but you definitely should have somewhere, either like it's the equivalent of like uh, Richard Branson used to have his little notebook that he squared with. He said he never went anywhere without a notebook. So like have somewhere specifically in your phone, because let's be real, your phone's always with you, that when you get any spur of the moment ideas or remember the stuff you need to do, you can quickly write it down and then go straight back to what you're actually doing. Yes. And... No, I, I do agree. So I will be honest, I'm a bit more new to the um, technology game when it comes to organising. Sherelle's just drinking from a mug that says, well, I can't say get stuff done on it, but in a stronger way. Um, I've just looked, I have 1,200 notes on my phone. So that's obviously where I have kept my idea so I agree with Sherelle like I will be doing stuff and things will pop into my head and it's just how the brain works and rather than being distracted and going to do that thing um I put them in notes in my phone um however all I will say is there is a a rule that I heard of that if the task takes under two minutes they say you should just get it done with and I think I do Mm -hmm. do that I think if I just think right I could just quickly make this phone call make that appointment done and then it's off my mind um, I probably do do that but yeah I use my notes for just brain dumping and then from my notes I can transfer that's where it needs to go I used to be pen and paper girl and then I was an iCal girl and then I was a Google calendar girl and then my one-to-one coach was like Verity we're using Asana and I've been working with her for about two months now and I was like oh my god this is what Sherelle goes on about all the time and I don't <laughs> and it has been life-changing for me because of what I said before what I've realized on google calendar I will put 9 till 11 email 11 till 1 content creation and that doesn't work for me I need tasks in a day sat in a day in a sauna but with no actual strict time that I have to do that I know in my mind how many hours I should work that day I choose the hours that I work that day and then I do those tasks within those hours and it honestly works an absolute treat for me but what I will say just quickly is be realistic with your time and the tasks that you have to do because if you are setting yourself lots of tasks that you're never going to achieve in that time then you're just going to constantly be moving tasks from day to day to day and it's going to feel really disparaging for you so be really realistic with the time that you have and the tasks that you need to achieve and how long that's going to take um, because that is the best way I think of, of managing that and what I would say so for anyone that's using it this is probably like is specifically for someone like who runs their own business content creator or something like that is that you need to start actually trying to time yourself when you're doing tasks in the first place mm. to give yourself an idea of how long stuff takes before you can actually become quite a good scheduler because one of the things i've noticed is we you will say oh it takes oh it only takes me like half an hour to write three instagram posts and then actually if you time yourself you're like oh i spent like an mm. hour on that but, and whether that's too long or too not, or all those things regardless, but actually getting real knowledge of how long each different task takes you so you can be setting sufficient time aside is really important. And too many people, I think, one of the reasons why they fail and they start pushing things across day after day is because they're not 
realistic about how much time it takes them and part of that I think is like shame like oh my god I can't believe it takes me this long to edit this or this long to write this or whatever but the fact is it is what it is so just be honest and real with yourself so you can actually manage to block things in in a certain like a certain fashion and in terms of also for content creation one one of the things I definitely use to be more productive is batching content so I'm absolutely about you know and I think actually you should like batching verity because part of it is also about once you get in the flow that you're doing the same thing so the idea being that you know if like now we're doing a podcast and we normally do two podcast episodes together so it means that like we chat to each other for two, we, two episodes back to back it means then I do the editing back to back like it means that we're doing we're in the same frame of mind and especially if you're doing a task that's not I think the ones that are not totally your zone of genius so sometimes like writing isn't my biggest biggest one like it might take me a little bit of time to like get in the groove that it makes much more sense if I'm writing a blog post to write two at the same time rather than having to be like oh and like get in that right headspace and then write one and then move on to something and then like be doing like doing like number something and then doing a gantt chart and then like flipping again it's the whole thing about minimizing flipping your brain of its concentration so why was you pulling a face when I said batching <laughs> because I've always struggled with it and it's and I know deep 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 down it is the more effective way of working and I think it's just a skill that I'm going to have to keep having the intention of learning and one day it will become more natural um but I yeah I've always struggled and I think I have a block when it comes to batching with maybe a block around authenticity or I don't know because of the work that I do it's quite off the cuff and like uh, whatever I feel that day or whatever I'm thinking that day but I know deep down to be the six seven figure businesswoman that I will end up being batching will be part of that daily and weekly routine so um I think that's it ladies if any of you are listening to this thinking oh my god gosh like what is all of this this is crazy I just want you to know that I mean Cherelle's a bit more type a and has always been a bit more organized for me I've had to learn all these skills as I've been going for the past three years take it step by step like don't you know it's it's scary it's a big change it's changing habits so don't you know be too intimidated just take one thing and try it and see what works for you. yeah it's the journey isn't it you've got to figure out what works for you You've got to figure out what's for you. And it's all about experimenting. I mean, the, the thing you quoted earlier about two minutes and you've done it um, is like, there's a whole thing that's called like, delete it, delegate it, defer it, do it. And I think do it is what, if it's under two mm -hmm. minutes, you're just meant to do it in that moment of time. And there are so many different strategies that, um, you know, like there's, I think the thing you mentioned earlier about um, focusing on having three of the most important things of the day, that's quite similar to like Eat That Frog, which is a book. And it talks all about, do the thing that's the like the most scary and the biggest thing on your list first yeah because it helps you super accomplished for the day before and then you can like carry on with doing what you want to do the rest of the day in terms of like yes I do absolutely believe that you should get like you should use a diary or a calendar or software but as I said I've used all three of them at all three po points in my I, I like simultaneously use them. I use them at different points in my life. And I use them for different aspects of my life as well. And like no system would I say is better than any other, but it's about finding what actually works for you. And I'll put a link because um, Food Propel Her, I've done quite a lot of resources around um, productivity and time management. It's something I end up writing about quite a lot. So um, I will try and pull out some of the best things. But one of the things we haven't mentioned that I just want to mention before the end is about planning 
as much as you can the day before because I think no matter what there is something very powerful about just taking a few minutes the night before to look at the day you're about to have the next morning and like you said if you're very teen you're someone that knows you've got you're going to set your three things for the next day and that's a great habit to get into just the day before be like okay these are three things tomorrow I'm going to do or you know if you're someone like me and it's like you've got a day job and you're trying to do something else on the side I just know okay actually is tomorrow an evening that I've actually got time for myself you know is is tomorrow a day that I'm doing something social is it that I'm going to be doing work on my business therefore if it is okay these are the things I'm going to have to make sure I get done or like how does it fit in with my like calendar of like what's due like because there's some days where I have I physically do stuff some of the content I do is live like I do Wednesdays every Wednesday I do something live so it's like I have to make sure that time's in my diary so it's like just checking the night before to make sure you've not missed anything you know we're all busy we're all running around we're all doing stuff it's very easy that someone said oh come to this and do that and then you totally have forgotten and then you look because if you put it in your diary you're just like oh and then you're like oh so yeah actually looking ahead like the Sunday for the week ahead just vaguely so you're making sure you're not missing anyone's birthday you know mm. <laughs> you know actually meant to be somewhere that you like totally forgotten about that's definitely definitely there are people's birthdays and like that Saturday that I totally forgotten was coming up the week before so you know getting on top of that so then you can get the card and get the present and get your head in the right gear and all that stuff not doing all last minute is part of productivity like minding your time because if you're really stressed out like you said that's when people run late because you're not giving yourself the space. And then the night before, just a few minutes, just a few minutes to just quickly glance at it and just be like, okay, I'm just be preparing yourself. Like, I know what tomorrow I'm going to be doing. I'm going to now go to sleep and have a great night's sleep and wake up tomorrow and have a great day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think it, I think it reduces stress and anxiety and all those things like we said. And actually doing this episode has made me realize how far I've come on my journey. And yeah. And also, yeah, and in, and Shirelle has been an amazing like role model for me in terms of the way that she organizes her life. Um, and even though we're very different in our approaches, we respect the fact that we're different and we've learned from each other in that sense. But all I will say is if you have friends who are female entrepreneurs, female business owners, anyone who just wants to get a bit more efficient with their time, I think this episode has been really magical and if you could share it we'd love that because I wish that I could listen to this episode like three years back I think I would have been a bit quicker on my entrepreneurial journey um, and get these habits in a bit quicker so if you have anyone that you think it could be of value to then you know do do share it with them um, we are across all platforms and um, share it in your Facebook groups and pages and things like that because um, the more that we can like help and support women um you know the more that we can continue doing this podcast um and bring some really great value to you so um all the love and sharing you can give we really appreciate thank you so much for listening to this episode of free and figuring it out don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment and if you want to be a superstar please leave us a review or you can get in touch with us drop us an email at free and figuring it out at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you until next time